Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the But God podcast, the second episode. The title of this one is called Say What? And I know you're probably wondering about what this means, so let's just dive right into it. Have you ever looked back at a situation and wondered why you said something or you thought, oh, I shouldn't have said that, or I shouldn't have even thought that. You know, we've all been there. In Proverbs eighteen twenty, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruits. There is so much power in our words. But not only our words, also our thoughts. And what we think on, we usually feed into. Whether it's positive or negative. Let me ask you this. Have you been doing some stinking thinking? If you have ever dealt with an illness or something else, it is very hard to keep a positive mindset and not constantly being focused on whatever you're going through. I only know that because of my testimony. When I was in a lot of pain and very sick, I was always focused on the pain and how I felt, and I constantly spoke it. And I would wallow in my mess, if you will. But when I started to not focus on the physical issues, trying to change my mindset, and trying so hard to constantly speak God's word, it changed everything. Because remember, there's life and death in the tongue. Listen, many times, if someone has dealt with something for many years, and they have been prayed for over and over and over again, honestly, you start losing hope. You start to think, oh, it'll never happen. Or... Oh, maybe God forgot about me. But remember this. Don't let what you see distract you from what God said. I'll repeat it again. Don't let what you see or what you're even feeling distract you from what God said. I know, it's very hard for an in-the-moment situation. Very hard sometimes to keep that focus, to 
not just want to throw in the towel and just give up. Now, I can't say that I haven't been there because I have. But I'm going to give you some points of what God has been giving me to encourage you with. With whatever you're going through. And I want to remind you that one moment in God's presence changes everything. Just one moment in his presence, it changes everything. Now you may not feel it, you may not see it right away, but listen, it's changing. Because you can't come to God and him not do anything. Because he loves you that much. Don't let the enemy come in, start whispering in your ear that it's God's fault. Oh, is God not hearing you? Just remember, the enemy can only tell you lies. And he only has as much power over you by what you give him. So don't give him any power. Listen to this. Proverbs 17.22 A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. I know at times it's very hard to be joyful. It's very hard to want to stay encouraged sometimes. Isaiah 53:5 But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our our wickedness, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing, the punishment required for our well-being fell on him. And by his stripes or wounds, we are healed. Now listen, I put the emphasis on are. Because you are healed. Why? Because that's what the Bible says. And the Bible is living active word of God he already healed you when he died on the cross over 2,000 years ago you know it didn't click to me until later on in life because I had always heard that When it finally 
clicked to me was when I realized that he took every sickness and disease on that cross and it was finished. Therefore, makes you healed. Now I know you might be going through some stuff right now. But God didn't leave you or forsake you. He was right there with you. And listen, if you go through anything for a long time, you sometimes start questioning God. I did this a lot. But listen, God didn't cause you to be sick or to suffer. John 10.10 says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that they may have life and life abundantly. Let me ask you this. Are you living life just through the motions of every day with not really feeling anything? Are you living an abundant life? I know I am, especially now. And let me tell you, God doesn't want you living sick, diseased, broken, broken hearted, bound, or overwhelmed with fear, anxiety, depression, whatever you're going through. He doesn't want that for you. Listen, the enemy wants to take you out because of the calling on your life. A few years ago, I wrote a sermon called The Only Blood That Paid a High Price. It talks about the woman with the issue of blood. Now we all know that story. Come on. The woman was hemorrhaging for 12 years. She went to many physicians. She spent all that she had. And she only got worse. But when she heard of Jesus, she said, If I can just touch his garments, I will get well. She released her faith and put it to action and she was healed. If you want to read more, it's in Mark 5. I love Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because it gives you different perspectives of the same stories. Which to me is just awesome. Listen. Keep releasing your faith. Keep expecting God to do something. No matter how hard it gets. 
Keep releasing your faith and keep expecting. For 12 years, 12 years, she went through this. And I am very sure that she had lost all hope, especially when she went to many physicians and spent everything that she had. And it only got worse. I've been there. Many physicians thinking they can help you or some with a very bad bedside manner telling you it's all in your head. Telling you you just need surgery It'll fix it. But let me ask you, have you prayed about it? Do you have peace about it? Now listen, I'm not trying to get you guys to go against doctors. I'm not. Because God created them for a reason. But God is the ultimate healer. He's the only one that has the answers for everything. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's Philippians 4, 6. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Listen, I know it gets hard to pray. I know it's hard to give thanks when you're in a very bad situation. When I was really sick, I honestly was so drugged up with pain medicine and I hadn't slept for a few nights. It had been extremely, extremely rough. Couldn't think straight. I was in so much pain that it seemed like nothing was helping. Honestly, didn't read my Bible for a while. Didn't really know how to pray at the time. Because sometimes you're just speechless. You really don't know what to pray for, what to ask for, or how to even ask for it. And the enemy starts playing in your mind. 
gets you thinking on some things that you shouldn't be thinking about. But listen, you need to surround yourself with people that know how to pray and that know how to worship. I wouldn't have made it through some of the nights that I did if people weren't praying, if people weren't worshiping with me. I had friends either FaceTime me late, late at night. And they would just worship, worship, and worship. And all I could do was cry. Or I had friends come stay with me in the hospital. And it'd be two, three, four in the morning. Couldn't sleep. My friend brought her guitar. And we worshipped. Did I feel like worshiping at that moment? No. But I needed to. Listen, when you force yourself to start giving thanks and praises to God, getting out of that mindset that you're in or or that hole that you seem stuck in, listen, things start to shift. Things definitely started shifting slowly, but they still started shifting. Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we exult in hope of the glory of God, And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. If you don't know what exult means, it means extremely joyful or to rejoice. Sometimes you just got to praise God like it's already done. I know, easier said than done. But listen, when we come into agreement with God's word... Even if our body isn't lining up, it has to line up. 
It has to line up with God's word. Listen. I love it when God will just immediately heal, deliver, set free. But there is something about... Going through something for a long period of time. I don't know. There's just something about it. One, you get to know God more. But you also learn a lot because you have to keep pressing and keep pressing. And keep pressing. You also express to God like everything that you're feeling. Instead of bottling it up. Like we sometimes do. But you know God knows where we're at. Psalms 103, 2 through 4 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit. Who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion? Listen. It's awesome that people, you know, continually pray for you and pray for you and pray for you and they just keep standing and they're, you know, you have those few people that you can message whatever time of day or night and they're right there. Like, It's like a split of a second and they're already responding. That they're praying, that they're always there for you, whatever the case may be. Listen, that's all good and well. I am so thankful for those people, especially my very, very, very early mornings or late nights when I couldn't sleep. Because they were always there, giving me encouragement continually praying over me and just there listening while I vented in my anger, my frustration. I was very upset, very sad, honestly had a lot of mixed feelings. And listen, I'd even take my Bible and start writing notes in a notebook. And I even had nurses come in and ask me, you know, what I was doing. And I would explain. And I even had one nurse say, why can't there be more people like you? And I looked at her 
And I'm like, I, I honestly didn't know what to say to her at the time. Because, you know, on, on their perspective, they see that you're sick. They see that you're in pain. But yet you're still not necessarily going through the motions, but you're trying to refocus. And I told her it's not easy. Because she'd come in at times and I'd be bawling because I was hurting so bad. But I'd focus on it too much so then I had to switch my focus. Yes, we need the people that will constantly pray for you, that will be there for you to listen, that will constantly encourage you, no matter how they're feeling either, because a lot of times, you know, if you're upset or hurting, you just vent to this one person, but you kind of forget to ask how they're doing. But they still encourage you, pray for you. Listen, we're all going through something. And I am forever grateful for those people, and I still am. Because there's times I still need to vent or can't sleep and need to talk. You know? But it's time for us as individuals and us as the body of Christ. We need to make up our mind on what we believe in and what we stand for. Listen, this isn't a time to be wishy-washy. We can't keep not expecting. We can't keep praying, oh Lord, if it's your will. No. We are in a time you have to know God's will. A lot of people ask, what is God's will? Well, have you read your Bible? And my next verse is James 1.8. Being a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Listen, this is when I said we have to make up our mind. We have to make up our mind on what we believe in and what we stand for and what we're going to think and what we're going to speak. We are in a very crucial time right now. We have to know the will of God. We have to know the word. And listen, we have to know our authority And when it's hard to stand, keep standing. 
We need to know that repentance is needed. You can't just live your life however you want. That there is a heaven and a hell. Eternity is long. Oh, come on. Do you know where you're going to go if you die today? Holiness and purity and modesty, they all need to be taught again. Now I'm not talking about holier-than-thou stuff. I'm talking start living how Jesus lived. God's word is alive. His blood is enough. He still heals, delivers, and sets free. He still speaks. And he still hears you. And he's always right there. First John 5. 14 through 15. This is the confidence in which we have before him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. Now pause for a second. Let me ask you this. Is healing his will? Is salvation his will? Does he want deliverance for the the person that keeps going back to whatever they're addicted to in this cycle that needs to be broken? Yes. Yes, he still heals. Yes, he still delivers. Listen, no matter how many times we mess up, God will always be there. But that doesn't mean that we get to live however we want to live. But yes, we do mess up. We are human and he knows that. And if we know that he hears us and whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. A lot of people are like this in this passage. Matthew 8, 1 through 3 in the Amplified Version.
When Jesus came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. And a leper came to him, saying, Lord, if you're willing, you are able to make me clean or well. Jesus reached out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. We need to know the will of God. We need to know what God is saying. And we need to know his word. You need to have a relationship with God for yourself. Not just through others. Or through other people's experiences. And Mark 4, 14 through 20, it says, The sower sows the word. These are the ones who are beside the road where the word is sown. And when they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word, which has been sown to them in a similar way, These are the ones on whom seed was sown on the rocky places. Hmm. Who, when they hear the word, they immediately receive it with joy. And they have no firm root in themselves. But are only temporary. Then when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones whom... Seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word. But the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. And those are the ones On who seed was sown on the good soil, and they hear the word and accept it, and bear fruit thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. When you receive a word from God, 
Do you receive it? Does it bear fruit? Or are you worried with the things of the world and letting other desires enter in and take place and then it becomes unfruitful? Proverbs 4, 20-26 My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows springs of life. Put away from your deceitful mouth and put devious speech far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead And let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Listen, Ecclesiastes talks about there's a time and a season for everything. We got to watch what we say. Watch what we're watching. Where's our focus? Is it on our circumstances? Or are you just continually speaking God's word? No matter your circumstance and keep believing God's word. 1 Peter 2.24 And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness for by his wounds we were healed. Jesus didn't get beat or endure everything that he did for us just for us to be sick until we got to heaven. Psalm 147.3 He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. James 5.16-18 Therefore confess your sins to one another, And pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Instead of talking about each other, talking about what someone else did, we need to start listening to each other 
being that person that somebody else can rely on and praying for them. Even praying for them just right then and there. Like, don't say, oh, I'll pray for you, and then you'll forget about it. Proverbs 3, 3 through 8. Do not let kindness and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, so that you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be like healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. We need to realize who we are and whose we are. We have power and authority. Everything that has a name has to bow in the name of Jesus. We either believe it and do the word or we don't. Listen, when I got asked that one time, you either believe it or you don't. And I didn't know what to think of it at first. I was kind of offended. Offended on uh, a lot. Because people know that I was a Christian and going through everything and, you know, I dealt with a lot, not just health-wise. I was addicted to pain medicines and I hated my body. I hated how I looked. was always comparing myself. And when I was asked that, I was very speechless and hurt. But it woke me up. That I have a purpose that I need to fight from not dying. That God has me here for a reason, just like he has you here for a reason and a purpose.
Matthew 18, 18 through 20. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Remember that greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. Luke ten nineteen. Second Corinthians ten three through five. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Remember, God still heals, delivers, and sets free. He hears you. He knows you. He knows exactly what you're going through. And he loves you no matter what. Now listen, we're going to close out with this song. And I just want to encourage you with this and just... Keep in mind everything that we have talked about today.
Jesus, for my family, I speak the holy name of Jesus. 